0: Welcome back in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Dustin Hawkinsmith and Dave Heckert here. Continue our look at the Mid-Penn Conference in the 2021-22 season. This time around, we're focused on the Mid-Penn Commonwealth Division. Dave, a division that you came from. 17 years at Cumberland Valley, your first year away from the program in quite some time. Looking at this division and how tough it is, you know, six teams here, the balance of power has really concentrated now between uh, programs that, you know, pretty traditional powers here. Cedar cliff joining this division. You got your Cumberland Valley team, central dolphins, state college, Mifflin County. I mean, these are, these are teams, especially this year where it's going to be a pretty good fight for every spot in the final pecking order.
1: Yeah. I, I, I used to always say like this division, division of teams is one of the toughest divisions in the state, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying district. I'm saying division. Uh, you know, I know that division up there in District 11 with, you know, Northampton and Nazareth. That, that's a pretty darn darn tough division. But look, I mean, this year, okay, uh, looking at even state team rankings. I mean, you know, State College at 14, Cumberland Valley at 15, Chambersburg at 17 central dolphin at i think they had them at central dolphin was at 20 um and then mifflin county at 25. so here's the deal i mean you have five of the six teams ranked in the state of pennsylvania in the top 25 and cedar cliffs no slouch this year i think they're going to have a nice group of young kids so you know you and i were talking earlier i said the question is, like, man, who's coming in last in that division? You know, I, and really, you know, even if they people finish teams that finish at the bottom, you, you still are a fairly tough team in that division, you know, and uh, I, I, a lot of parity there and, uh, you know, always a fun division to wrestle in. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see some matches this year, so –
0: this is a, a fun division any year. And by the way, I, I didn't mention Chambersburg by name. You you mentioned that on there too. Obviously, you know, Matt Menser and what they've been able to do, especially on the individual level and their steady run of producing state medalists, state champions, state finalists, you know, that continues this year with Carl Schindeldecker back two time state medalist. He was in the state finals last year. Looked like he could certainly win that uh, looking ahead to this year. So that that group too will will be a tough out. Let's let's start here, and and I'm going to go down through the predicted order of finish. This was by the division coaches. The predicted order of finish starts at the top. Uh, their votes: Cumberland Valley, with four out of six first place votes um, coming in. And and it's an interesting year. I mean, obviously you know firsthand what's back for Cumberland Valley. You know firsthand what's coming through the pipeline here. And I think that's the most interesting part of this group is that a Billy Chamberlain, who who was a state champ for, for CV uh, taking over the program now. And he's got this pretty large group of freshmen and sophomores. And he's got a, a, a deep roster too. And I think going into a year, You know, and especially in this division at this time, having a deep group of roster uh, on your roster where you have some flexibility and you have some tough kids and you have guys who are going to be pretty good in situations where they've either got a score bonus or prevent bonus. I mean, he's got a lot of tools at his disposal to make a run at this division.
1: Yeah, they, you know, the depth there and is going to be key for him. I mean, they're going to have so many moves that they can make in dual meets with weighing guys in at different weights with moving guys around. I mean, I know for a fact they have backups there that would start on 90% of the teams around, you know, and uh, not like, not only, not only do they have depth, but they have good depth, right? They have guys that they can put in there that can win varsity matches for them. Um, and that's where I think, you know, that's where they're going to be tough to beat is, is that depth. And, and from top to bottom this year, they're spread out well. Uh, they have some some young guys that are going to be tough. The freshman and sophomore group is is, is a tough group that's been wrestling together for a while. Um, Billy has depth. Um, you know, and there's no question in my mind that uh, Cumberland Valley this year will be a team uh, in in the hunt for a district title uh, whether they get it done or not you know you never know um, who can keep it together the longest you know who can get through the season with the least amount of injuries and you know all of that kind of stuff uh, but I, I you know I obviously my heart's with Billy and and, and the Eagles but I, I I do honestly feel from an you know my own perspective not not trying to you know, show any favoritism here, but I, I do think that they're going to be a tough out and, and, and uh, they got some good returners and uh, and they're flexible. So
0: the more I look at this division and this Cumberland Valley team, the harder it is for me to pick against them. I don't, I don't formally file any picks. You know, I, I like to I like to work it where the coaches are, are kind of making that, that call and, and they see it too. You know, obviously you lose the state champion and Jake Lucas big time bonus point score, somebody that you can uh, you can choose what to do with just automatic for six points, you know, I I don't know that you can look at, at the group now and say, this is an automatic six points in every duel, but you know, you have a kid like Connor Killian coming in, a freshman at 106. I really liked what I saw with Alex Tennis. You know, when he as he wrestled 106, he's going to be a junior at 113. You know, Josiah Whitcomb, I still I still think there's a lot out there for him. Spencer Mockamer, you know, wrestled tough and won big matches for you. Uh, they're going to be replacing at 189, 215, and 285, so that'll be something you know worth watching. But Gabe Belk is back at 152. I thought. You know, he looked like he was pretty close to turning the corner last post. He then said, certainly, I mean, he he did, but I think there's a lot out there for him. I think, um, you know, looking at him in the district final against Bryce Buckman, you know, being a sophomore against a senior looked like it showed. Uh, being a kid wrestling, you know, out of his element, a little bit in terms of Bryce Buckman's willingness and his desire to scramble and get funky was tough for Gabe to handle. But I, I still think that there, there could be a state medal out there for him. And Alex, uh, Anthony Braschino, uh, competed pretty hard in the upperweights as a, as a freshman last year. Now as a sophomore and kind of build on that experience, I just think there's a lot to like on the, on this group
1: no there is uh you know the the key is up top you know and they have some guys there but just guys that are you know athletic strong kids that aren't afraid to, to 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 scrap uh, with the the stair kid and and Luca Bevilacqua and you know jumper I mean those guys have some experience and they're not afraid to scrap but you know you're you're not you're not going to replace a Jake Lucas you know you can cannot replace a Gary Bertier right like you you can't replace guys like that and and uh, so that'll be the thing for me is can they pick up enough up top to you know, to let their guys their other guys do the work. And you know, can can they go six minutes? Can they can they win and and beat the guys they're supposed to beat and not give up bonus? And that's gonna be a key for them at the last couple of weights. Um, you know, as far as the guys you mentioned, Belga, you know, great kid, hard worker, good family. I feel like the last, you know, 10 of my 17 years as a head coach, there was a Belga in my lineup somewhere, you know, and, uh, you know, I, 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 great family and and tough kid. And, and he did turn the corner last year, I I felt like, and, uh, you know, he just ran into a a bear of a weight class there at the super region. Um, I'm a big Braschino fan. I, I, I thought, you know, last year he, uh, he was a kid that I had as a as a surprise pick at the end of the year to maybe qualify for the state tournament. I know it's crazy because he didn't make it out of sectionals, but he was a victim of of the the two man you know taking the two guys last year. I mean, he was in the sectionals and he was winning ten nothing and got caught and pinned in the semifinals and didn't get the. guy. And that's it. And and that's, that's it. it. It was over, and uh, you know, and and his season ended. And that was a, that was a tough one. But dude, he keep your eye out for him. He, he's going to be a tough one. And then you know, tennis and Whitcomb and and Machimer and you know, those guys all have a ton of experience. Kitzmiller and you know, I, I look, they have experience. There's good guys behind them. Um, you know, keep an eye out for some of their freshmen. Uh, you know, the Killian kid, as you said at 106. I really like uh, Jake Mitchell. He's a freshman. He'll be right around 126 pounds for them. You know, hardworking kid um, that that I think is is going to be a good wrestler by the time it's all said and done. Um, you know, I, I think in this division, uh, Cumberland Valley is going to have to buckle their chin strap, though every time they wrestle. So you know, Central Dolphin's going to have something. You know, state College, Chambersburg, they're all you know you're going to get good good dual meets there and you know, in order for them to win that division, I mean, they're going to have to have it together and be ready to go.
0: Looking down the line here, I mean, Central Dolphin, obviously long time rivalry with, uh, with Cumberland Valley. And, you know, I, I think there have been some really fun moments, one of which you poked fun at yourself about um, in an <laughs> earlier episode here, but just, uh, you know, the competitive fire between these two teams. I mean, they you're going to have to bring it to beat Central Dolphin. I think there's a lot of respect from the coaches to what Jeff Swaggart has done over the course of nearly three decades at CD. And, you know, you look at that CD on paper and and you can kind of see some holes there. They're going to be scrambling to fill for a lot of the year, but, you know, I think as much as anybody else Swaggart has proven that whatever he's got in front of him, if he's got a state contender, he can get the most out of that kid. If he's got a first year kid, He'll get the most there. And I think there were there were a bunch of times, you know, looking back over the last two years where, you know, swagger, you know, central dolphin, in order to win, they had to avoid a pin in a situation, let's say. And the kid goes out there and they get that job done. Whatever he's asking of them, he's been they've been able to do. Now you have. A bit of a transition happening, both with the roster itself and Brandon Booker after seven or eight years there, who's now at Hershey as the as the head coach and just trying to keep things organized and working through practice and running things there and making sure everybody's improving. I mean, there is a little bit of a culture of change ha- happening there, but, um, you know, I would not count out this group from day one to the end of the year to keep getting better. I look at it in in duels and, you know, I really like Liam Flanagan at 106, Gavin Reynolds uh, probably in that 120 range. Those are two pretty tough kids who gave – swagger at everything they got last year. Now they're sophomores, and I think maybe they can graduate from being those scrappy young kids to being pretty steady scores for them. You've obviously got repos at either 132 or 138. You've got Garvik probably settling in at 160, Ben Stewart back at 285. So you have some pieces at the bottom, the middle, and the top. The question is, are the other guys going to surround them and force teams to respect them or are other teams going to be able to kind of bump around and, and avoid reposts or avoid Garvik and, and focus on the other way? So that's kind of the big key here.
1: Yeah, I, that depth factor again, you know, being able to take those, you know, repost, Garvik Flanagan Reynolds beers student and, and spread them out and try to get matchups where you can. You know more. You know just with what they lost. I mean, man, Josh Miller, Bryce Buckman, Timmy Smith, Mosey, Pay, McClune. I mean, that's a lot of wins right there that you that you lost out of your lineup, and and replacing all that is, is difficult. But you, like you said. They're gonna, they're gonna get the most out of their guys. Jeff's gonna get the most out of their guys. And if you really truly think that you're gonna show up and just beat Central Dolphin, like that, that, that you know, you, you could beat him, but you, you're gonna have to wrestle. So he, he's gonna force you to, to bring your best. And, uh, you know, like I said, the kid that I really like for them is the Garva kid. I, I just feel like, man, that kid has a lot of potential and I, you know, watching him wrestle last year, you know, he he seemed a little young, you know, he, he could just tell he was a little, you know, immature as a freshman, but man, I, 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 I like the way he wrestled. He's very, you know, that Matt IQ is very good. And uh, man, I, I see him being a, a pretty big surprise this year. And I, I say surprise, but a guy that can maybe make some noise at the state level. Obviously, repost is is a tough kid. And you know, I, I don't know. Jeff has enough guys returning to to hang in there and 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 make some noise. But uh, you know, he definitely is going to have to make up for some lost guys and 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 a lost coach because you know, let's face it. Booker was there for a while. And uh, they they worked they seem to work pretty well together and you know, both were on the same page as far as their intensity and what they expected from the guys, so that will be tough to replace that too. And uh, but don't don't count don't count Jeff out. Don't don't count Sumter Dolphin out of it.
0: Glad you mentioned Mike Beers because Mike Beers is one of Swagger's favorites. You know somebody who you talk about getting every ounce of their ability. That's where he's at. Absolutely. Uh, he and he's a junior now, and there's not a lot I would put past him. You know, yeah. I think he, he's got his eyes on trying to qualify for the state tournament and the way that he goes about his business. I mean, it wouldn't stun me. Um, you mentioned Ryan Garvik and, and, you know, I was there at one of their practices a couple of weeks ago and, and talking to Swagger about what's changed with their roster and how, you know, losing guys can kind of affect you, not just in terms of your dual mates, but you had Ryan Garvik as a freshman last year who was drilling with Josh Miller and Bryce Buckman on, on either side of him in the lineup. You know, improvement was finding him. Just wrestling those older guys, you know, drilling with those guys. Improvement was happening, you know, whether Garvik was pushing forward or not. Now he's in a situation where he's going to have to seek out partners. He's going to have to uh, work on things. And, And the great example that Swagger gave was that, you know, if you're wrestling a kid who, let's just say, is your your average starter, that's who you're drilling with in a practice that day. You are going to try to work on some of the stuff that's down the list a little bit. You're going to try to work on something with your left hand. You're going to try to work on a new takedown. You know, there are ways to improve yourself without having a state medalist to dr- to drill with, and that's the challenge now for a guy like Ryan Garvey because to grow up in a hurry as a sophomore.
1: Yeah, the, the workout partner thing is is big because, and even like you said about the beers, kid you know, the, the work, the hard work element of wrestling, right? Like you can't, you can't escape it. Like eventually like talent, like, you know, they say like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, like it'll eventually catch up to you. And, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I think that you know, you, you gotta find good partners. Um, you know, you, you, you gotta be challenged in the room. You gotta be willing to work hard in the room. So Swag is gonna be asking Garvik as a sophomore to be a leader, you know, and 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 lead that team and and along with the repost kid. And and you know, he's gonna have to step up to the plate and do that. And I think he will. I you know, they'll work hard, and 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 Jeff will make sure that. Um, you know, but the, the, the workout partners is, is a big deal. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Is it going to hurt Garvik? I don't know. It, it might in the postseason. You know, I don't, I don't know how much it will in, in, in the regular season. But if it comes down to it in the postseason, that, that might hurt him a little bit. But, yeah, he's a tough kid and a hard worker. So I don't see, I don't see you know, too much of a fall off there because of that situation. Um, you know, he'll, he'll definitely, Jeff will take care of that and make sure those guys work hard.
0: Your district three champs, um, trying trying to get back to that place again this postseason. Uh, look down the division a little bit. State College, as you mentioned, Ryan Cummins, I think he has shown over his uh, recent career that um, his guys are going to get better, too. Uh, you won't see them, obviously, in the District 3 tournament. That's a District 6 team along with Mifflin County. But they've got Pearson Manful, Manville, who was a uh, Greco-Roman national champ in the offseason. That Manville family uh, does some really good work in freestyle on Greco. Now it's just about trying to translate. You talk about victims of that two-man advancing Pearson Manville uh, not reaching, not getting out of the district round because he was uh, he he was beaten. I think he was beaten in the finals and then lost in the true second match. So he was a, a yeah. true victim of that of that situation. So, um, but he's he's a kid wrestling at 145 that can be an absolute anchor for them. Hayden Cunningham is a junior now. He missed his sophomore season with a knee injury. You're looking at him at 126. He'll be joined by his brother Asher who they might go back-to-back in that state college. on Those are both um, Penn State assistant Casey Cunningham's kids, so you can kind of get a feel for what their pedigree uh, – that's a, yeah, it's your word there, their pedigree Power, and where man. they're coming from. <laughs> but, you know, they've got some good pieces. They, they have lost quite a, quite a bit, though, looking at Lance Erbis and Carson Manville and Owen Wolcott. Uh, their heavyweights gone. So there are some things to figure out with state college, but there's also some interesting potential there. There is, uh, you know, Ryan has done a great job
1: and where that program was when he took over to where it is now. I mean, I remember when he first took over, we'd go up there and wrestle and uh, I mean, multiple forfeits um, to travel, you know, an hour and a half to go up there for that wasn't good. But now, I mean, man, o' day, I, I, you know, first of all, I, I'm, I, Ryan's a great guy. Uh, he, he was a teammate of mine up at Penn State from Warwick High School. Um, again, just a, a class act. Um, a gentleman, and, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm you know, a big Ryan Cummings fan. Um, I, I, I really like this, this state college team. I mean, here's a team that, you know, it could be a team to knock off a Cumberland Valley if, if Cumberland Valley doesn't show up. You know, he, he can knock off a Central Dolphin. He can, you know, can be right in the hunt there of that division title. Um, and, and, you know, the pedigree thing. I mean, look, you're located in walking distance from Rec Hall at Penn State. You know, I mean, you know, what you get from Penn State being good and, and the buzz of wrestling up there. I mean, I, I just feel as if State College is a place where, you know, as far as high school wrestling, man, you can really, you know, wrap yourself into that whole, that whole aura up there and, and, and recruit kids and get kids out. So um, as much as they did lose some guys, I, I, I feel like they're going to have some good young guys step in with the younger Cunningham kid. Um, they mentioned a, a kid by the last name of Mayer at uh 215 or heavyweight to go along with the uh uh let go kid at 215 so dude, they're, they're going to be they're going to be okay and uh you know they're going to wrestle hard and you know the manville kid uh you know like you said last year he was a true victim of the true second and uh you know definitely was a kid that should have been wrestling at the state tournament and uh and didn't and that's that's the sport of wrestling and um, and Hayden Cunningham, the older of the Cunningham boys, he was out last year with a, with a knee injury. So he's coming back this year. Um, they seem to spread out well. Um, they have pedigree, they, they wrestle a good schedule. Um, they'll be tough, you know, for, for state college, you know, for Mifflin County, I feel like sometimes, man, the travel in the division constantly to get dual meets, you know, you're traveling down here an hour and a half, two hours every away match you know i I think it's hard to keep the kids who aren't your wrestlers per se in you know and and uh that that's the challenge of really both those programs i think um within the division is the travel and the and the you know that that's a lot and uh you know either way uh they have a tough group and and they're definitely going to make some noise this year like i said they're actually ranked ahead of cumberland valley in the state rankings so um you know it'll be interesting to see but they definitely have some guys that are going to win some matches for them so
0: bunch of wild cards and state college being one of them i think chambersburg is a wild card and you know what matt mentzer has uh they were 11 and 10 last year i think sometimes as you get especially as you get late in the year i don't think matt mentzer would make it a secret that he is going to be trying to gear his team up for the individual championships if push comes to shove that's where his preference is going to lie and that's one of the things that as you look in the, the back half of the schedule is you know how hard is chambersburg wrestling to try to win the mid Penn commonwealth division how important is that or are you looking to try to make sure guys are healthy and getting the right matches um even within the flow of, of dual meets just making decisions that that might be for the benefit of individuals as opposed to the team you know i think it's just a. Uh, you know, looking looking to win matches and looking to get guys better. And you can't argue with the results uh, with this Chambersburg team, what they've been able to do. Tate Nickter moves on. It was Luke Nickter before him. You you know, you've got, uh, you know, the Pack brothers uh, looking back. You know, they, they have a pretty steady run of guys who are legitimate state championship contenders. And as I mentioned earlier, Carl Schinderdecker is firmly in that group. Um, did it last year, really turned a corner in his career, proved himself at the highest of levels, um, reached the, the, the state finals at um, 120 pounds. He'll be back. That 126-pound weight class could be kind of tough around here and statewide, but he is among the tougher guys. And you look at, you know, what else they have, they've got some options at the top of their lineup. You know, Aiden Height is going to wrestle 189 and 215. He can go wherever Mencer needs him to go. Zach Evans will wrestle 215. You probably see him at 285 sometimes, but they've got two other options at 285. So, you know, you look at the gamesmanship and the top top, uh, of that lineup, you know, he can do some things that probably no other team in the division can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, Matt is always a guy that, that has always been geared towards the individual season. I mean, if you ask him that, he'll tell you that. And, uh, but, you know, as a team, I, I feel like don't let them sleep on you know don't sleep on Chambersburg you know I mean he's kind of playing it down a little bit that he has some good individuals but you know I, you know who does he have back well he has the Carter kid back at 13 and 20 his own kid back at 2026 20, Schendel Decker uh, the Davenport kid and then as you mentioned the height kid at 89 Evans at 215 um, I mean there's six kids that I just mentioned that all have a solid amount of experience I really like um, their upper weights. I, I, you know, I was impressed with uh, the height kid and Evans as young kids and uh, seem to wrestle hard. They have good, a good frame on them. Both of the guys are, you know, look good. And I, I look for those two to, to make some noise up top. I, I don't know where they're at right now, as far as development. Um, I, I know that, you know, if I'm, I'm banking on Matt to develop kids, uh, they should be, they should be about there, man. And, and on their way there. And I, I, Again, I'm a big fan of good upperweights when it comes to team wrestling, as you know, and those guys are going to score a lot of points for them
0: this year. And I don't know what, what Matt or what what's in the water in Chambersburg, they've always got a bunch of pretty good big kids who are starting their careers in the upper weights. Luke Nickter was a good example of that starting their careers there, getting tough matches as a freshman against a bunch of seniors. I mean, that's what you're looking at Aiden Height and Zach Evans, you know, those are investments I think into their future. Now, so now Aiden Height is a sophomore who's gotten a bunch of good matches and Zach Evans a bunch of good matches. He was a freestyle all-American. Um, over the summer too. And I think that momentum can help carry. I know he was pondering whether making a more permanent jump to 285. It looks like he's going to settle in for the postseason at 215, but they've got big guys and these kids can wrestle and they've got good experience at those, at those weights. Uh, Mifflin County. Well, I don't know what jumps out for for you with them. Obviously you lose Trey Kib who was in the state finals, I believe three times uh, lost in the 172 finals this past year, but Nick Allison uh, we'll be at 113, 120. He's a senior. He was a state medalist a couple of years ago. Uh, they've got the, the Kyler Everly kid coming back in the, in the middle there, Trey Shoemaker, Anson Wagner. Wagner you know, you've yeah. got, yeah, you, you've, you've got a, a pretty nice collection of kids here. And this is where you get into that. Uh, picking somebody to finish last it is it's brutal if you're going to pick a team like Mifflin County to finish last because they're in the state rankings you know they're they're a team that that could just as easily be contending for first that's it man
1: I I you, you hit the nail on the head um you know and and I, I obviously Nick Allison it would be probably the the top returner on their team but look you know the Cunningham kid and Everly Shoemaker Wagner like those guys win a lot of matches. Now, the Popo kid, I think he he was two years ago. He was in their lineup at 215. And I mean, this dude is a mountain and uh, he got hurt last year, I believe, during football season and didn't compete last year. So he's back at 215. He's going to be a tough 215 bounder um, for anybody in that division to beat, in my opinion. I mean, he, he when I say he's put together, I mean, this kid is strapped. And, uh, you know, don't let him fly under the way, the radar on you either, but, you know, uh, yeah. And then Kirby, you know, he, he's a guy that's been there for a while. Uh, you know, I, I like Kirby. He does a good job and, uh, you know, look out, man. I don't, don't, you can't sleep on any of these teams in this division. And, and, uh, you know, to put Mifflin County at the bottom, I struggled to do, but somebody has got to be there. And this is what you and I were talking about before. Like yeah. somebody has got to finish last. And, I, I it's it's I don't know I, it, it's going to be interesting. Who can hold it together the longest? Who can keep it together? Who can not come untethered? You know what 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 team can have guys who stay healthy? What team can have guys who stay out of trouble? What team can have guys who you know uh, don't get any skin infections? you know, eligibility, you know, whatever it may be, um, that, and, then that's going peak to be too. and then peak at the end and, of the and year. Then, and, then, and then peak at the right time, you know, add the wrestling element. In. Um, it's tough. It's tough to pick a, a, you know, a team at the bottom here, but you know, any of these teams can beat one another, you know, if anybody doesn't show up and it was kind of funny you know, talking to Billy and he was telling me like, down on, when he was at Mannheim, a lot of times he would show up to matches and there'd be so many forfeits where their matches would be done in 20, 30 minutes, sometimes depending on who they wrestled. And I said, well, I got to promise you one thing, man, you're not going to have that here. You know, <laughs> you're going to show up every match, every dual meet and you're going to be in one. So, which is good for the sport. It's good for the fans. That's what people want to say. So um, yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, Mifflin County, um, you know, I think aren't going to be as traditionally tough as they were maybe years ago, but don't, don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them.
0: Especially as you mentioned, if you're going to Mifflin County on a cold Tuesday in January, are you, are you ready when you get there? You know, because that's listen, a whole other dynamic.
1: That's a whole other dynamic. So listen, we went up there, I'm going to say a year or two ago and we go up there, you know, make it a long trip and, You know, I I can, I'm worried because of the long trip and are the guys ready? Well, we warm up on the mat and they had like, whitney houston i will always love you playing like and the, uh, you know um, the music you know and it was like this real like sentimental like soft music so like i know what they're doing you know what i mean i know exactly you got you going. got guys
0: in your locker room crying crying
1: yeah yeah no doubt are <laughs> like, like hugging their parents before they wrestle you know so i had to, like get them off the mat let's, let's get off the mat and and get in the locker room and, and get ready to go and uh and i love that kind of stuff so Um, Yeah, and you said it like depends on where you wrestle State College. It depends on where you wrestle Mifflin County. Location means something with those two teams and, uh, you know, they are tough at home. So
0: Last but definitely not least here is the Cedar Cliff Colts who are, are not far removed from winning a couple of district three team titles. They've got some tough kids in their lineup. They've got some pretty good balance. They do have some guys that they're trying to replace, but you know, they continue, at, you know, in terms of tradition, you know, Cedar Cliff and what they've been able to do as a program, they take as much pride in that as any team that you'll find in, in the mid Penn conference, any team around here and where that shows up is where you're looking at now where you've got you know a bunch of freshmen and sophomores who are going to be able to be ready and contribute it looks like without talking to Rick Tamenowski their coach about this it looks like there was a, a group of guys that they had to make decisions on last year. They held them down in junior high to get more matches, and now they're they're making the jump up, looking at Gabe Lewis, Evan Ziegler, uh, Gunnar Hiller at, at, at 285 as, as a freshman, uh, Ben Myers, who's a sophomore in the upper weights. You had a kid, uh, Mike Jones, who wrestled pretty tough for them in the upper weights last year. You're, you're looking at some of these younger guys who um, I think they stayed patient with them and they did the best thing for them, even if they might have been able to help with the numbers and the depth at the varsity level last year and it's just kind of will they reap the rewards of of that this year i i i
1: again uh, you know i can't believe like you were picking them last but i mean you know here's the deal that they have a good group of guys coming back uh the Cutshaw kid paradigm um bachman aiden bachman's gonna be tough uh the haas kid Um, you know, the Jones kid now they, they, they lost the Aiden Lewis and, and the almond kid, you know, the Ikea, kid up top, you know, but here's the deal. They have a nice little group of freshmen and, and junior high guys last year when we wrestled them, um, my junior high coaches, when I asked them how the match went, they said of all the teams they wrestled, um, they were impressed with Cedar cliffs, young guys. They knew how to wrestle. And they said they're gonna they're gonna be good in a couple of years, man. They got some good young guys down there, and uh, you know I, I I think that's what you're seeing here. They they listed you know you know as far as newcomers to watch the you know the younger Lewis kid, uh, and then there's like three Zigglers. You have Evan Ziggler, Keegan Ziggler, and Kyle Ziggler. Um, you know, you know, I, I know the Ziegler family. Um, again, their dad wrestled at Mechanicsburg back in the day. Uh, was a, was a tough guy there. And uh, and then the Myers kid and, and Hiller at, at 285, who's a freshman. I I, I used to. You know, I knew his dad, Jerry Hiller, uh, wrestled for Lower Dolphin. He was a heavyweight. So there's some pedigree there. I mean, you know, here we are, we're looking at this division, and we have Cedar Cliff and Mifflin County sitting at five or six, but if you drop those two teams down to the Keystone division, they would be near the top, you know, in in, in all honesty. So, you know. <laughs> It's just a meat grinder of a division and, and, and one that, hey, at the end of the day, if Cedar Cliff can hold it together, they might end up near the top. I mean, who, who knows? And, uh, you know, that's the great thing about the sport. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where Rick's team kind of finishes out here.
0: In a best case scenario, you can make a case for Mifflin County, State College, Chambersburg, Cedar Cliff, Central Dolphin, Carmen Valley. you can make a case for all of them uh, to make a run at this thing. And I think that's what's going to make it so fun is that you don't really have you know, that one dominant force or two dominant forces back, you've got, you know, some teams who are going to try to duke it out. And you've got some teams that, you know, I I have no doubts whatsoever that when Rick and his crew see this and they see where the coaches voted voted them, you know, there is going to be a little bit of a chip there. There's good. There's going to be a little bit of extra motivation to to prove people wrong. And they've got a group that doesn't have a, a lot of household names there now, but there are there are a few kids in there who can who can grow to be household names and and just the, you know the final point with Cedar Cliff too is that I like the postseason that they had last year you know for yep. Isaiah Allman to to reach the super regional round and for you know John Cunningham wrestled tough you know you had guys who who peaked at the right time and and they weren't exactly you know the candidates that you would have circled before the year began I think that bodes well for some of these other guys to to get better and to make a similar run this postseason.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, and you're right. They, they didn't have a, a, they didn't have a bad little postseason last year, you know, all things considered. And, and as far as, you know, taking less qualifiers and all that, um, yeah i i you know i expect them to be in the thick of things if if any of these teams in this division think they're just going to show up and 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 roll over cedar cliff that's not going to happen um and and then in next year the the amount of young guys they have and and you know moving forward i they're they're going to set themselves up for some success uh in this division i i i can promise you that uh wrestler of the year in this division it's it's kind of funny i feel like all the divisions we've talked about we've kind of had a pretty standout individual that we feel is going to be the wrestler
0: of the year in this division I I don't who do you think well I mean Schindeldecker is the 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 closest thing to a favorite but just like the teams I mean the word favorite is, is kind of it doesn't quite mean the same thing you've got uh, Pearson Manville, who can make a run, you know, like if, yeah. if he's standing at the top of the podium at the end of the year, that would surprise nobody. Uh, same thing with Matt repost can make a run. Ryan Garvick can make a run here. I mean, one or two of those Chambersburg guys, other, other yeah, than, no, can make a, Zach Evans at two fifteen. who knows? Um, I, mean, I, I feel know. like
1: every team I could name a person that, that could, you know, have a heck of a year from, you know, Belga Cummer Valley to repost to, you know, Manville kid to, to, to Schendel Decker to Nick Allison to, you know, I, I, you really, I know that the Cedar Cliff coaches are big on uh, the Bachman kid, you know, I mean, here are guys that we're listing for each of those teams that if they have a good year, they could all, they could be wrestling the year, you know, you don't, you don't know what can happen. So, Um, as much parity as there is in in team stuff here, there's just as much parity as as some of the individuals. So um, it'll
0: be interesting to see. 100%. All bets are off here in the Mid-Pen Commonwealth Division. Buckle up. It should be a fun ride this year. Uh, that's Dave Hecker. I'm Dustin Hawkins, but we will be shifting gears here. As we get into the season, uh, we'll be talking every Monday. That's the plan looking back at what happened the previous weekend and looking ahead to one or two things to spotlight and really lean on Dave's uh, experience and expertise in terms of trying to break down some dual meets and, and help us figure out what needs to go right for, for teams to win. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, we have one more um Division by the time you listen to this, the Keystone division that you'll be listening to. We also have all these divisions up, um, previewed in, in written form on penlive.com. So check all that stuff out. Subscribe, download. You can do that on Spotify, Apple. And iHeartRadio. We'll be getting into the teeth of the season this weekend, including this Cumberland Valley Kickoff Classic. So be sure to check that out. We will be back uh, next week to look back on all those things and look ahead to week number two here. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in to the Pen Live Wrestling Podcast, and we'll see you next time.